What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Yeah. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Yeah. Welcome to you. Consent with us. Consent with us. I'm Ashley. I'm Colleen. I'm Colleen. Jesus. I was, you know what I was going to say? I, what? I was going to say, was like, are we doing that today and really trying to confuse people? I was going to say, Ashley, I haven't seen your new Warby Parker glasses. We have a new sponsor. And I was, I had your name sense. in my head. <laughs> I said, and so Hello. you said, I'm Ashley. And I was like, ah. uh, I'm Colleen. <laughs> I guess opposite day. Roll with the bit. <laughs> All right. Never turned on a bit, you know? You know what's scary is how easily that flowed. Yeah, for that me. flowed right it, off your lips. I felt it. I felt One in the same. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I thought right. you intentionally did that. Yeah, I'm obsessed. You would did have you get anti-reflective, though? Because yours don't have reflections on. Why do I... I got the anti-everything. Anti-blue light. I thought I did, too. I mean, I got blue light, but yeah. I guess... Whatever. They're super anyway, I cute. I love my frames. We're going to talk about them later. Super They're the super cute. <laughs> They're the second. Them. And it was really easy to do. Like, whatever. This is the ad before the yeah. ad, but it's coming midway through the show. Yeah. So just hang in there, guys. We're going to talk to you more about these glasses and give you a discount code, but they're just know we actually do love them. I love them. Yeah. So right cute. before we got this ad, before they reached out to us, I had ordered glasses from Con uh, Costco and I got them like a week before this Warby Parker thing came through and I don't yeah. even wear the ones from Costco that yeah. I picked out because I like these so much. Any hoodle, what are you sipping on? I am sipping on a, I don't remember the brand name, but I'm sipping on wine. It is a Spanish wine. So it's a Ooh. big, bold, slap Baby. you in the face. Red. Uh, it means business. Red. What are you just sipping on? I just finished my superfood shake and I have water. Mm. If I, I should have brought up, I've been really getting into Topo Chico lately. It's like extra bubbly sparkling water. I should have brought one of those up. Just pretend I'm sipping on that. No. But it would also make me burp a lot. So maybe it's a good thing. Because yeah, it's like super, you know, effervescent or whatever. Carbonated. Yeah. Well, you're not going to have a hangover, but collectively we do. We definitely do. We got a little bit of a hangover, a nice one. Last week on my rant and rave, I was very concerned about daycare. Yes. And leaving Ben. And God, I love the Sip mm. Squad. Because so many of you came out with like the best advice and the best reassurance. And a lot of you were like, you don't really have anything to worry about, Colleen. Like, it's going to get better. Mm. And a lot of you who have had more experience, obviously I'm brand new at this, basically were like, we were surprised at how much we didn't miss. Because my whole thing was, I feel like I'm just handing him over yeah. for someone else to enjoy all the yeah. things. And I'm still struggling a little bit with this. But I will say to those of you who are listening, who might be in the same life stage or in on maternity leave and feeling concerned, I'm only two weeks in and it's gotten way better. It already has gotten way better. And a couple pieces of advice, though, that I thought I'd share that Good. came from the Sip yeah. Squad that really helped me mentally. So somebody left a very nice voicemail saying what they did is they asked the daycare and they also had like, you know, parents helping mm -hmm. watch too during the work week. They asked them not to tell them if milestones happened. So like 
if there were first oh. steps or if there were words or if there were things. And this person on the voicemail was like, ignorance is bliss. Because when I saw something, it was always like time. it was the first yeah. time. Yep. And then somebody said, if something happens that you don't see, I always told myself that it actually doesn't count until mom and dad see it. And then it's the official first when mom and dad see it. Yeah. Which I just also thought was a nice reframing. Mm -hmm. People said that there were so many special moments as a result too, like seeing waving goodbye for the first time or blowing kisses for the first time and just sweet the excitement of getting picked up and that it does get better basically overall. And and again, a lot of people said you'd be surprised at how many moments you don't miss. Yeah. You know, that it's all going to be okay. And like I said, I'm two weeks into this. I'm back to work. It felt good to reengage with work. Felt like I was connecting yeah. back to part of me. And the favorite part of my day is being with Ben at the yeah. end of the day. And But it feels good, you know? It feels good. It's already getting better And I just, you know, thanks everybody who like messaged and called and could, you know, were relating and helping and supporting because I do think it's important for because it's hard. All these big life changes are hard and it does get better and it's getting better. Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah. So thanks, everybody. That's so nice. Also helpful. Subtopic of the hangover, our new topic, review of the week. Yeah. All right. I called it sipper of the week on the thing. Did anyone give us any ideas for what to call no. this. All right. Well, whatever. Sip this is the sip sip squatter of the week. Oh, somebody did say and this was an idea that we got for Patreon that we should call it the top shelf review of the week. You know, yeah. it's like Oh, that's good. Right. Like, like it's that. the yeah. Okay, great. Top shelf review yeah. of the week. Great. I like that. The reason I picked this one was one because this person avoided danger and two, the <laughs> subject line in the review was very good. It was catching. Claire Dedrich. Yeah. She her subject line is pee your pants laughing. And then she wrote, I was so excited to find a podcast to listen to while running. Wrong. After nearly falling <laughs> off the treadmill laughing a few times, I save this for other occasions, but I still look forward to this podcast weekly. It's so funny, so fresh, and I just want to be in on this friendship, keep putting out the amazing content, and keep sipping. Claire, I'm so glad you're okay. Salute to you, girl. <laughs> that sounded dangerous. Yeah. And you thank imagine? God you don't have any broken legs. Yeah. We're, this is a hazard. And we need to all sit. This is, we are a hazard. And we all yeah. need to be responsible about this. You know? Yeah. Right. Don't sip and drive. Don't sip and run. Don't sip and do anything. No. We need you all to be okay. Diaper. Yeah. 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 Because we love you. Make sure you're wearing your diaper. Yeah. We love yeah. you. Good. And uh, should we just jump right what in? What else? Well, that's it. I was about to jump into our ad. (laughs) Wait, I thought there was something else. We just recorded Patreon and I thought you said like, oh, that's a part of, oh, you, it was the daycare thing that you said was a, you know, like you had that your, that daycare was going better and it was because of things and that's going to be part of the hangover. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any hangover topics from last week? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hi. No. What was last week? Oh. If you last week was about the birth of the podcast and if you, you know, hopefully you don't go anywhere because what I'm bringing this episode (laughs) really well. (laughs) No, I don't have a hangover topic. Forget it. 
Well, you already you guys teased. already know what I'm bringing. Well, because I'm guessing we're gonna title the episode what I'm about to tell. So then, like, well, what if we don't? All a waste of time. This is all a waste <laughs> of time. Everybody is wasting their time. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about starting a side gig. You know? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Whatever. That's Great. good. Okay. Now, can do I have permission to jump into the ad now? Yeah. Can you think the thing is all of this right now, the last 90 seconds is us stalling. To, well, I was stalling trying to come up with some sort of transition between what we're saying and this ad. And I can't. Oh, that's what you were doing. Things. That's what I was doing. I was stalling <laughs> that blank stare in your face. I thought my yeah. audio, I thought you couldn't hear me. Well, when you know, when you were like any other hangover topics, I was like, uh, and I thought, what, how do I, how do I transition this? All right. And Ashley then I needs just, to get it together. Yeah. But let me tell you something that'll help you keep it together See? in your yeah, boobs. Exactly. You needed me to act a fool so that you could have that transition. I did a service for this podcast. I would have found it Oops. no matter what. I would have found it no matter what. And let Third Love help you find yep, your right. perfect bra and your perfect fit. You guys, I don't know any other way to say this, but they have 80 sizes, like every size you can imagine. <laughs> They have it. Like, I don't know how many more times I need to tell you. I don't know any other way to say (laughs) this, but they've got 80 (laughs) sizes. I mean, how many other ways are there to say that? Because I I was going to say, like, God, you know, (laughs) (laughs) this is not... This is going to hit. This is great. This is going to hit. Well, I don't... I think what I meant... the bird. (laughs) I think what I was going to say was, (laughs) I don't know how many more ways to tell you you have to buy this bra. They've got signature... Half cup sizes. I mean, I'm screaming at you guys because we've had this ad before and I don't think enough of you, you've got to go get it now. If you're waiting, why? Over 14 million women have gone. <laughs> this is very shouty. They have- I don't know how else to tell you this, but over 14 million women have already taken this quiz. And right? it's a great quiz. You go on. <laughs> Go on and you identify what do my boobs look like. You find your shape. You tell them what kind of bra that's going to help your size and your body. And they're going to serve you up the perfect fit in 60 seconds. 60 seconds to find the perfect fit. You're Everyone's probably wearing a bra right now that sucks. Okay. And this is going to help you. If you have, if you don't love it, if you wear it, you wash it, you put it to the test and you don't like it, you have 60 days to figure this out. And they're going to give you no questions asked. They're going to help you. They're going to refund you. And then they're going to donate that bra to a woman in need. Okay. So there's really no way you can lose here. It's hands mm-hmm. down. You guys, when I was pregnant, I got the underwire bra. I wore it every day of my pregnancy. They also have nursing bras and straps oh, yeah. that don't slip. No itching, lightweight, super thin memory foam. Go find a bra that's going to fit you great right now. And they know there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering you guys 15% off your first order. You have to go to thirdlove.com slash sip now to find your perfect fitting bra to get 15% off your purchase. That's Love dot com slash sip for 15 percent off today all right ash tell me what we need to know because you've got a lot okay, of things so that we need to know yeah i'm gonna uh, like hopefully you know this will be interesting but i'm going to because call did a couple weeks ago kind of top tips for corporate 
world kind of things, you know, from interview all the way to hire to working, what to do. So I was going to share with you since I'm an entrepreneur and I've built a business. We are currently building our second one in You Can Sip With Us. But I wanted to give some tips. Now, it's a... It's hard to give like full on tips because entrepreneurship is a very big space. So Mm. you can do it all kinds of different ways, right? Like, so I'm going to do kind of what I think applies to me. So if you're in network marketing, if you're in the creative industry, and I think some of this will apply to you no matter what you are, but like, you know, we have a friend that kind of got into the financial planning and maybe some of this doesn't apply as much. So take what works, leave what you don't want, but this is what has worked for me. We live in a digital age. So no matter what your business is, if you're a hairdresser, if you are a real estate agent, if you sell cars, if you have an Etsy shop, if you are for sure, if you are in network marketing, if you have a podcast, you need to be on social media and you need to create an Instagram account right now. You want to be where the eyes are right now. Instagram is where the eyes are. Depending on your market, there are still a lot of people who are finding huge success on Facebook. So you can have a Facebook account as well. I have more followers on Facebook. My conversion is much higher. I have three times the followers on Facebook as I do on Instagram. My conversion is much higher and my engagement on Instagram because that is where my people are. So based on your age group, kind of figure out where you want to be, but you also want to be where the eyes are. I don't go to somebody generally if they don't have an Instagram. Like I don't go to a hairdresser if they don't have an Instagram. What are the age market? Like what, when you said like figure out your age market, like is there a differentiator in general? Older, older than 40, probably maybe 45. They're going to be more on Facebook. Like our parents age, they're still more comfortable with Facebook. So if you are older uh, than probably 45 or so, you might find your market is more on Facebook. I, you know, we're, I'm 34. I would say my target market is really probably like 30 to 45 and, or maybe 28 to 45 or so kind of young mom, young professional. And we are primarily on Instagram, I would say. Mm -hmm. So you need to create a social media and you need to be active on there. As you're posting, I think it's really important to figure out what you're about. So come up with five things that make you you outside of what it is that you're selling. So for me, I'm a like health and wellness coach. So outside of that, what am I interested in? And it really can be anything. The idea is you want to build your brand around you and not just around your business. So for example, if you were in the wedding ring industry and what you sold was wedding rings, what you could do is post all about wedding rings. But then that only really appeals to people who are interested in your wedding rings in that moment. Whereas if you were to become a go-to resource for all things wedding and you shared centerpiece ideas and bridesmaid dresses and floral arrangements and you know decor and all kinds of things, and then you become a trusted wedding resource, when you post about your wedding rings, people are going to be more inclined to purchase from you because mm. they trust you, right? Mm-hmm. So come up with, you know, don't only post about your one thing. Post about, be, become sort of a go-to expert. But if you're in network marketing in that industry, I'm guessing there's a lot of network marketers that listen to us. You want to be multidimensional. So I kind of think of it as I think of myself more as an Instagram influencer and I've aligned myself with certain brands. I have aligned myself with the main company that I work with, right? I work with a company called Beachbody. I kind of think of it as like, 
I've just partnered with them. So sometimes I talk about them. I'm not going to talk about them all the time. It's not going to be every single post because it's one dimensional. So come up with five things that make you you and they can be anything and they can change as you change. So when I had purple hair, purple hair and unicorns were a part of my brand. I remember this was really hard for me when I first started. And I thought, what do I spend time doing? What do I like to do? And it was honestly, I mean, I'm a, I was a fitness coach, right? And I was like, well, I like to watch, John and I like to go to the bar and watch sports. I like to do wine tasting on the weekends with my girlfriends. I love happy hour with my girlfriends. Like, I'm like, all of the things that I like to do revolve around drinking. And so I'm like, well, drinking is going to become a part of my brand then. And that wasn't really a thing back then, like fitness coaches and drinking. Turns out it works. So whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you are interested in, include that as a part of your brand, right? You guys can pick up that we are into Taylor Swift. She's a part of our brand that you can zip with us. It's authentic to us. So when we talk about it, we believe we are all in because it's true. It's yes. real for us. Yeah. And then we've got, you know, the mom thing going. Um, right now, pregnancy will be a part of our brand. I mean, it's been that because because of Ben. And friendship now for this one, you know, and that'll yeah. shift. Yes. Female empowerment, female friendship. So think of the things that are relevant and interesting. Come up with those and post about that. You must be consistent. Be consistent AF. You have to post daily or multiple times a day in your feed. If you are, and, and I will say like, we don't post daily on for this account. So if you are like podcasting, what I had heard, like if you want to start a blog, you need to be consistent in whatever your posting schedule is. So if you are, want to be posting every single day, then you should, you know, you need to get in that routine and you need to post every single day because people start to ex- expect that. If you want to post once a week or twice a week, you know, write your thing, publish, publish things once or twice a week, be consistent with what that is. But I will say the more consistent that you are and the more present you are, the faster things will grow. So on my personal brand, I post and I show up every single day because that is the precedent yeah. that I've set, the tone over the last five years. And I think that's important. And content is king. Now, you want to constantly be creating content and you want to, at this day and age, you want to curate your feed. So if you have an Etsy shop and you have something, you can have your feed be primarily just the things that you're selling, your artwork, you know, in different people's homes, whatever, make it visually appealing. You want it to be beautiful because you want it to stop somebody's scroll. But where you really want to show people who it is behind the brand is in your stories. So your feed is curated. Your stories are not. Your stories are when you you show up how you know you don't really think about it you just show up you i never really retake things like sometimes i'll make a story and i'll fumble or i'll drop the phone or like something will happen and i just post it you just that's where you want to be as real as you can be now sometimes i make a story and i'm like this is boring so then i'll delete it because sometimes i make a story just to make a story and you also want to think like is this lame how is this going to be received right but not too much. You mostly just want to show up. You just throw it up there, no makeup, not looking good, just however it is that you are. We really want to show people who it is behind the brand. Okay. If you... Oh, so someone messaged me recently and she was like, I just feel like my life is so boring and I don't have anything to share. And I think that is that I've heard that so many times, so many times from like probably thousands of times people have messaged me or people on my own team saying that. I understand it can be hard to come up with content, especially when you're beginning. It feels like a foreign language. Like it's like, it takes a lot of work, a lot of brain power. It can be really hard. But 
if you have nothing to share about, you need to go do some shit. You need to go take up a hobby. You need to do things that are more exciting. Like, and I, what I, what I want to caveat that with is most of the people that I follow are my friends and several of them work from home. They don't leave their houses like Monday through Friday, right? They don't do anything. It's the same thing. And yet their feed is very interesting because the story or their, you know, their stories are really interesting because what they're putting out is energy. It's excitement. They're, they're excited about life, right? So I want to be a part of what it is that they're selling. So you don't have to have a hobby, but if you feel like you have nothing to share and you're going to show up boring and bah humbug and not excited, then take up a hobby, go mm-hmm. for a hike. So that person, so And sometimes that can be pretty harsh. So if someone sends me an excuse for why they can't be successful, something like my life is really boring, so I can't be successful. So what I wrote back to her was go do, go do shit. That's what I wrote. And I forgot that I wrote that. And then she just messaged me back this week and said, Hey, I messaged you a couple months ago telling you I had nothing to share and you told me to go do shit. And so here's what I, here's, thank you for doing that. Here's what I'm doing. And now she found she goes on a hike all the time and she, she's like, this it. is my rock. And she sent me a little video of her. She's like, you know, I get out in nature and this is my rock. This is where I sit and this is what I get to look at. So now that gets to be a part of her feed. It gets to be a part of her story and a part of her journey. And I did scroll up and I was like, oh, that was a little harsh, but whatever. It's true. You can make excuses for not being successful or you can take matters into your own hands. If you don't have a story to tell and you think your life is boring, stop being boring and go do shit. Now, I'm not saying that your life is boring if all you do is stay home because there are a lot of people who make that very interesting. But if that's a story that you're telling yourself, you're going to act in accordance with that belief. And then you probably are going to be boring. So go Mm -hmm. take up a hobby. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And then my last kind of general tip is a lot of times when people start businesses, side hustles, they want success overnight or in a month or something, right? Get rich quick. That's just not how entrepreneur, right. You want to get rich quick. That is not how entrepreneurship works. The consistency is king. Queen is never giving up. And maybe it's reversed. Maybe never giving up and playing the long-term game, that's probably king. And then being consistent is queen. Actually, we're deciding queens are more powerful these days, right? So queen is never giving up. King is second fiddle. Second fiddle. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That is being consistent AF. So uh, you want overnight success, but like we talked about this on, I think it was the last podcast that our plan with you can sit with us. We ran in the red for six months at least. Yeah. And we may still be in the, yeah, we may still be in the red, even though this is income generating now or revenue generating now, we ran in the red for so long paying money out that we might not have recouped those costs yet. But colonized goal is not to make this, you know, a million dollar brand in a year, but we aren't going anywhere, right? So we know the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, that is where, that's what we're looking at. We're not planning on this being an overnight success. We're not putting all of our eggs in this basket and feeling defeated when it doesn't take off as fast as we want, or we don't have a post go viral, or we're, you know, whatever. So whatever it is that you're starting, whether it's a podcast, a blog, an Etsy shop, um, an Instagram influencer account, a network marketing business, you need to really focus on the long term and think not where I want to be a month from now, or even a year from now, where do you want to be five years from now? What is your five-year plan? And then you have to show up in a consistent way for five years. That's what you have to do. You can't give up before the magic happens. Kate. 
dedicate. So we can dive more, you know, if this is interesting to you guys and you guys have more questions about stuff, then we can dive more into this. But I just wanted to give you kind of high level. And I would encourage all of you to start a side hustle. Even if you love your job, I feel like it's just fun to diversify. And it's also fun to make like almost anything you guys do that you love, you can make money doing it these days. I had a friend who loved traveling and I'm like, you should start a travel blog because I know people who started a travel blog and now they get to travel the world for free because people pay them to go to their hotels and review things, you know, you, you never know. And you, if you start a travel blog, you're not going to have, like, you might not have someone pay for your trip in for a year that, you know, you might not get a ticket or a hotel stay for a year, but as you grow and you provide good content, that's what I mean by content is king. Content's got to be good. You got to provide value to people, something that's going to keep them coming back. That's exciting. It's going to make them laugh. It's going to make them think. It's going to inspire them. If you do that in a year, you will have numbers and you can leverage them to say, hey, I'm planning on coming here. And I do that all the time now. If I love a brand, I will reach out to them and I'll send them my my social media stuff. And I will say, do you have any discounts? Do you do any sponsorship opportunities? Do you do any affiliate programs? Like I will ask them, what can they say? No, fine. Right. But mm-hmm. if it's something I want to do anyway, so if you want to travel or if you want to, you know, start blogging or if you want to take up a photography hobby, create a social media account and start being consistent. Post on a consistent cadence and be patient with it, but you can diversify your income and start building a brand like now, even if you're busy and even if you never want to leave your full-time job, I just think it's a fun, good thing to do. Okay. So those are my tips to start a side hustle. I love it. So the second part of this, of what you need to know, I think really the hardest part, when people ask me what's the hardest part about what I do, it's always the ego the ego getting in the way and stopping you from sending the message, making that post, putting it up, fear of judgment, fear of coming off salesy, fear of being annoying, fear of looking dumb. Like it's just your ego. So what's going to help you a lot. And I've talked about this so many times, but personal development is a game changer. You've got to train your mind, train your thoughts on where you want it to go. If you don't tell your brain what to think, it's going to think all the normal things that, that, like we've been raised thinking, right? Um, It's going to focus on the negative. It's going to focus on protecting its own ego and stuff. So some of these podcasts um, are really good for, you know, personal development, but some of them have been really good for business development. And so as you're starting your business side hustle, I wanted to share with you my favorite podcast because those are free. You just download. Well, actually, Mm. this is a podcast, so you know how to find the podcast app. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. But go listen to these. So my very favorite one is the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo. She is a life coach and she does a lot of just mindset work. And some of her concepts are very advanced, but it has been very transformative for me. And that relates to everything that relates to, you know, business, the way you think about your body, your life, your marriage, all kinds of things. It's been really helpful. So that's my number one podcast, the Life Coach School podcast. Anything by Gary V. Now he has a podcast. I think it's just called the Gary V podcast. His podcast is okay. It's it's mostly recordings of him doing 
perform uh, like keynote speeches. So the audio is not always great and it's not specifically geared for podcast content. He's just, he's Mm. smart and he reuses his content and puts it in podcast format. If you want to take it a step further, all of his audiobooks, he has four, I think that I've listened to that guy. If you like us and you like our like no nonsense style, you will love Gary V and he will light your shit on fire. He's so good. Okay. Some other more gentle podcasts, The School of Greatness <laughs> by Lewis Howes, Oprah's Super Soul Conversations, How I Built This is a great one. That is about um, basically like how every company got started. So I've listened to like, you know, how Spanx got started, how Cliff Bar got started, how, you know, CrossFit or whatever, like name a brand. It's on, it's on there. He's had all these people, how did Groupon get started? So he interviews the CEOs or the, you know, people that started it and talks about their journey and you get to hear how many challenges there are and how many brands almost didn't make it, but they just didn't give up. Like that's the difference between brands you know about and brands you don't is there might've been a lot of really great things, businesses that we wish we had and failed because the person gave up because we didn't, they threw in the towel. They threw in the towel. So how I built this is a really cool one. And then I also put this one on, this is not a business one, but I know when my marriage was really struggling last year, it feels like your whole world is struggling. So Rise Together is the podcast that John and I listen to with Dave and Rachel Hollis. That's a husband and wife. They're both entrepreneurs. And so they do entrepreneurial stuff, but they also do really like how to strengthen your marriage and your partnership. So those are the five slash six podcasts that I would recommend you guys are listening to as you're doing your little side hustle. Love it. Okay. So I, th- I don't know. Did I that was great. plow through? Yeah. No, it was awesome. I just can't come up with transitions because I know we're supposed to go into okay. our ad now. Ashley is helping <laughs> you see through your oh. Oh, good. <laughs> business endeavors, but we got a company oh who's going to help you see better through your eyes. This really is a talent that you have. I know. Colleen. I am This like well transition aware. thing, the way that your yeah. brain works is pretty, f- yeah. yeah. You should start a side hustle with that, like helping people <laughs> with transitions. Helping people transition into their ads. <laughs> yeah. Or just whatever. Yeah. You know? All right. Like your brain just works differently. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what we referenced at the top of the podcast, Warby Parker. Colleen and I are both wearing our glasses right now. God, we love them. And we are obsessed. It says they were founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. And I will say this does feel boutique yeah. and it was a pretty revolutionary price point, like yep. super freaking affordable. So they're available exclusively through Warby Parker's website and their retail stores. So you can look them up and glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. So what I loved about it is you can go online and you can take a quiz about like your face shape and, you know, vision and what you want to use them for. Do you want glasses or what is that called? Sunglasses. Yep. And then you can order a home try on kit. And what they'll do is they will send you, I can't remember how many it was, like six, five, six styles, five, 
five styles mm-hmm. that you get to pick. So it's five styles you get to pick. They'll send them to you with, you know, fake lenses in them or whatever. They're just clear lenses. You can see what they look like on your face. You pick them out. You have them for five days to try them on. There's no obligation to buy. It ships free and it includes a prepaid return shipping label. You had to, you just have to head to warbyparker.com slash sip to order your free home try on. Take the quiz and find a pair that is perfect for you today. And if you, you know, if you need help, if you don't know where to start with your glasses, you just take the quiz. It's a few quick questions. They'll suggest some great looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and your style. And then you get them. You don't have to leave your home. You try them on. You buy the ones that you love. They show up. You can see you're looking fine. You're seeing clearly. Mm -hmm. Life is good. So again, go to warbyparker.com slash sip to order your free home try on today. I like don't think I'll ever go to an eyeglass store again. And no, just neither. like, cause I hate that experience of going on and like having, Hey, can someone tell me if this looks okay or whatever? And yeah. I just, I always feel insecure. I always don't know what looks good on my face and this isn't part of the ad. This is genuinely like my experience with them, but I loved the fact that they were just, it was so convenient sent to my house that they to- they fit it to my face. Yes. And it was very economical. I just feel like I spend so much money on glasses I don't love every year. And I yeah. am a huge fan of these. I got – these are prescription and blue light blocker for like yeah. 140 bucks or something like yeah. that. Which is – I mean, that is a super steal. affordable. Yeah. It's a steal. And they really are – they have a ton of selection. Like he, Carl yep. got the ones that are – and I bu- I ordered a couple of these in my home try-on too. The two-toned. Yeah. Where like the top is darker. And the, I and I got what? Tortoise shell or something? I don't so know. So cute. I just am obsessed. They're really yeah. cute. Yeah. So. So cute. Anywho. Anywho. What are we getting into next? Our two sips. My favorite segment. So for those of you who Kay. might be new here, our two sips is a segment where our sip squad – writes to us, calls us, needing our two sips on situations in their life that might be kind of tricky. And so you can email us at youcansipwithus at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail, head over to our Instagram, press the call button. It'll route you right to a voicemail. We never pick up. We can't even hear you calling, so don't worry (laughs) about it. (laughs) But I actually sorted through – some of these are random, but then some of them, Ash, were business predicaments, and I thought it would tie in very nicely. Perf. Isn't that just perf? Okay. So You're always thinking ahead. I always am. Okay, doke. This person needs to remain anonymous. That's how serious this is. This is from a double fist or soul sipper. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, this person okay. subscribes also over on Patreon, meaning they get Friday episodes. Go to patreon.com slash you can sip with us to get your Friday episodes. We're hitting you with two a week, but you got to get over on Patreon. It's bomb. Okay. So she writes, love you guys and your friendship and how amazing and real your advice is. So I'm asking my new besties, AKA us for advice. (laughs) Okie doke. Overall, just how do you keep both your husband and your family happy when they want different things from you? So here's what's going on. Um, She's in between jobs right now and her dad, who runs a very successful real estate company. Now I'm paraphrasing as 
I'm going to just read her email. Her da- she said, my dad wants me to essentially come work for him. I think he's grooming me to take over the business at some point. My husband thinks this is an awful idea because he thinks it's almost like a charity or that my dad is handing me something that I wouldn't work for. What do I feel and want, do you ask? Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure. I used to believe that would be something that I'm that I'd be good at, that I wanted to do, but I want to do it for me and not because, quote unquote, my dad wants me to. Additionally, a little more complicated, my brother-in-law and my brother work there as well. I don't know how I feel about that dynamic because in their situation, my husband is right. It was more of a charity because they couldn't get a job anywhere else. Anyways, how do I choose between my husband and my family? Not that either would disown me. And how do I balance making sure I'm doing something for me as opposed to because someone else wants it? Love you both. Double fist or soul sipper. For me, the easier part of that question is, uh, is the, um, how do I do it for me and not mm. for someone else? I think we're so used to doing things in accordance with what would make other people happy that that really, it, it can be cloudy, but that really shouldn't be a hard answer mm. for you. You should, that shouldn't be something that you struggle with. Like, do I want to do this or not? Like that, it, I think you just ask yourself, am I interested in real estate at all? Right. Because if you're not interested in real estate, then that's probably not where you go because it's a real estate industry, right? Unless uh, maybe you're interested in marketing and you could like work for the real estate company, but kind of do it in your passion if you're like want to be a marketer. But if you're like interested in, you know, nursing or something, then there's there's not going to be an overlap there. There's nowhere for you to like have your passion in a real estate company. So I think that is first and foremost, is this something that you could see yourself doing that you could be interested in? And if it's not, that's your answer. It doesn't matter what your dad wants. And it also really doesn't matter what your husband wants you to do. Because at the end of the day, if they're not going to disown you and they're not, you know, it's not going to like, you know, cause major riffs, then you have to ask yourself, what do I want to do? It's your life. And what they both want for you, your dad and your husband, is you to be the happiest version of you. And the only person that can give that to them is you by being that happy person. Totally. So I think that should be an easy, I think you're overcomplicating that, but really just introspection on that. Is this something I'm interested in? Yeah. And then if you feel like you could love it, then I also feel like I don't really have an issue with like that your dad already started this and did all the hard work to build up this successful company. And then you get to kind of, because I've also seen people, the next generation come in and they make it even better. Like your dad might've done the hard work to get, you know, to get it off the ground and it's, but you could take it to the next level. I think the problem maybe is you go in and you're complacent right. and that could be what's going on with your brother and brother-in-law where they're just like, can't get a job anywhere. Uh, cause we figured our dad would give us one or something like that, but doesn't sound like that's what's going on with you. No. I don't know. What are your thoughts call? Well, I agree with everything you said. And sometimes you don't know if you're interested in something until you really start doing it. And mm-hmm. it would be okay. Like if you think I might love this, give it a go because you're not yeah. making a life decision. You are making a life decision, but you're not making a lifelong decision. The worst. It's not life and death. No. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen is you go and do it and you don't like it. Okay. You mm-hmm. go do something else. 
But don't don't stick yourself there forever. If you don't like it, make sure you have the courage to tell that to your dad and do something else. Yeah. Probably worth it to have that conversation with him up front. If you can't get to a place of, I know I want to do this or I don't know I want to do this. If you're like, dad, I might like to do this. I'd like to try it out. But, you know, there's a real realistic possibility that I get into this and it's not going to be for me. Maybe you have that conversation Mm -hmm. if that's the place you get to. But, you know... I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves on like the next step or the next career. And like it is very serious, but also you're probably not going to die at the next place you work or retire at the next place you work. Or if you start a business venture and it fails, like failure is good because you can learn a lot from that. And then you just make sure you're learning and and Mm -hmm. it could help you shape the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's less about finding and like becoming like living, go do shit, like go do yeah. some shit and then figure it out and just learn and then keep going. Right. That's my two steps. Okay. Should we move on? Sure. This one is not business related, but Ash, we got a doozy. Oh this gosh. one <gasps> is very, very complicated. Oh my gosh. Okay. And this has to be confidential. This is also a soul sipper. That's what we call our folks over on Patreon, but she needs our advice. She said, I have a cousin that my aunt adopted at birth. Literally everyone in the family knows except him. Many of us are starting to do 23andMe and I wouldn't be surprised if he did it soon. I have always struggled with whether or not to tell him. I feel like he has a right to know, but the rest of the family has always kept it hush-hush. He just got married last year and will likely have kids in the next year or so. I know I would be pissed if I found out later and also learned that my whole family knew and didn't tell me. Any advice? This is a sticky one. Thanks. Isn't this like, this is super sticky. Yeah, I would be... Why? Maybe she needs to have a conversation with the aunt. Why is yes. she not telling him? Like, what is behind that? What? Because that does seem like com- information he should know. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially yeah. as he's like getting older now and maybe starting a family, and like he might need to know about his actual genetic stuff. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think you. So- I would feel the same way she does. I think you start with a conversation with the aunt of like, I'm really struggling with him not knowing this. And I feel like if it were me, I would want to know. And also it could really impact like his next generation. And is there a reason that we are not telling him? And maybe there is a really good reason and she can voice that to you. But maybe her reason is like, well, I'm just afraid or it's been so long or I don't want him to find his biological. That's all selfish stuff. And then I feel like then once you know why they're not telling him, then I think you can make a better education. But I would be the same way. I think I would have to say something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, You got to be really careful because it's your it's it's yes. If I was if I was him, I'd want to know. And also you've got to talk to the aunt yeah. And maybe get some other people in the family involved because it shouldn't just all yeah. be on you. And you've got to really push it because she should be the one to tell him, right? Like his adopted mother yeah. should be the way to like, yes. it's not your, you can't just his mom. go. I mean, it's really yeah. his mom, but yeah. 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 His mom, you can't, you can't go around her to do this. Um, I mm-hmm. think that would just be a real intense blow to the family. But you need to like have an intervention with the family and just explain yeah. that like he really needs to know and I'm concerned for him and his life and his, you know, yeah. So that's what you got to do. Go do yeah. it. It's going to be hard, but you got to do it. 
But you also can't yeah. just go covert on this and just do it on your own. That'd be really bad. Don't do that. Too too sensitive of a situation. I thought more of these were business. I think I sifted through a lot of business ones. And then I ended up finding ones that I thought were going to be more dramatic like this one. Interesting. Okay, great. Okay. Patreon listener and lover here. My husband even listens with me when he can. Listens with me when he can. I need some advice. Everyone in my family gets along really well, except for my youngest sister. She is extremely entitled and everyone in the family walks on eggshells when she is around. Um, She has made it clear multiple times that she hates my husband and I. This year, my husband and I aren't able to attend Christmas, so we want to pay for an experienced trip with my family, basically to take the whole gang to Disney. I don't want to extend the financial relief of the trip to my youngest sister, but don't know how to carry out the planning process without things getting extremely ugly. The last trip we had was an entire family trip a couple of years ago. She was extremely ungrateful and hurtful, so I'm trying to avoid all of that. Any help would be appreciated. These are sticky ones, huh? Mm. Yeah. No, that's not you sticky don't think for this me. One's sticky. Tell me what you think. I mean, it is, but I was just <laughs> thinking this is this is totally different, but kind of similar. So I host a retreat, a retreat for my team. This will be the third year, third year that I'm doing it. And last year, I ho- and it's it's for the top leaders on my team, right? So it's people that like are earning their way there. It's not family, but we are very close knit, not like blood, but we are very close knit. But there I notice when people are not grateful and they feel more entitled Mm. to like they deserve this or something. And if they don't say thank you, I notice it. And then I have someone recently, I was really struggling on what to do because her energy is toxic. I do not like being around her. She is mean to me. She talks bad about me to other people on the team. Terrible. She, yeah, it's really a bad situation, but I'm like, but she's on the team and she's a high performer. And I feel like I, you know, how do, do I, and so I'm hosting my next retreat in November and I was just dreading having her be a part of it because of her energy and the way that she treats me. And she doesn't even acknowledge me. She doesn't thank me for anything. It's really rude. So it kind of reminds me of your little sister. And so I ended up, I thought, what do I want more? Do I want to enjoy the trip or, uh, you know, enjoy the trip and have a difficult conversation or avoid the difficult conversation and potentially have a shitty trip? Mm. I would rather have a. So what I decided was I would rather have a difficult conversation and enjoy the trip. Now, the difference with that. And so what I did was we got on the phone, talked to her. I said, you know, basically my piece, I think we need to kind of separate ourselves. You are not nice to me. You are not grateful. You act entitled. I've heard the things you've been saying. It's a little bit toxic. I don't, you know, I don't have to do this. I don't have to pay for you to come here. And like, I don't have to host you for the weekend and I would rather you not come. So that was a very difficult conversation. But now I'm looking forward to the trip. Now, I don't think you can do necessarily exactly what I did because she's family. But I do think if I were you, I would rather have the difficult conversation where you say, it's clear you're not a fan of my husband and I. At least that is the way that you're acting to us. You are not kind to us. You're not grateful. We've done things before and you have been rude and kind of ruined the trip. So I'm not sure what your thoughts are on this, but we are planning to treat the, you know, the family to this Disney adventure. And I'm, I just wanted to talk to you about, would you want to come? And to be honest, I don't feel comfortable extending the financial thing to you because you're not grateful, but I wanted to talk to you because you are my sister and your family. I just, I'm a big fan of having the conversations 
And maybe then she has no idea that she's coming off that way. Or maybe she will say, yeah, well, you guys treat me. Da, 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 da. And then you can hash it out and she'll say, fine, I'll pay my own way. Or maybe she won't go. Yeah. And that, you know, and maybe the family will be like, oh, she should really be here. But you said all of them walk on eggshells around her. Yeah. So they'll probably be relieved maybe too. Maybe it would be more fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so it's not totally the same, but I just think I had to ask myself, do I want a difficult conversation or do I want a difficult weekend and a whole experience with her? Yeah. And I would rather have the difficult conversation than just be like bitter and pissed off all weekend. Yeah. When you frame it up that way, it does seem very easy. Okay. We're going to get to another one because you nailed that. You ready? Oh, you have nothing else? No. You, I think you're it's fine perfect. with what I just said? Yeah. I think it's great. Okay. I mean, I think like okay. the only thing that could muddy the waters here, not even muddy the, the, she has to go that route. But if the family, like if the mom and dad are like, oh, you're excluding your sister and they kind of put different pressures on it. I do think it's complicated in that way because it is family. But absolutely nothing will change unless you have a conversation with her and the family has a conversation with her. Or maybe there's like boundaries that are set up if she does come that she has to pay for it because she won't be grateful if you do. And then you won't have that resentment of I paid for your ass to be here and you're being this way and you're being horrible yeah mm-hmm. so but I think that was really great advice and I just thought we'd get to another business one because I did find another one it. okay great. ready That's I why. love that sound me too it's my favorite okay here we go hi ladies um my name is Hannah Wilson and I have been a long time subscriber of your guys's and I just wanted to quick call with a vo- um and leave a voicemail with a question I got um I am from Iowa, and I am 25 years old, and I um, am a financial advisor, just a recent career switch, actually, and I am opening my, I'm I'm opening my own business, and um, I'm kind of nervous about it, and I know both of you are super successful in your careers and, um, and kind of what it is that you do, and I've had some kind of like people have some negative things to say um, recently, just kind of with opening your own business with, uh, you know, a career like mine. It's, it, I guess it kind of has some form of like a, you know, people feel it's so fieldy sometimes. Um, and I just think that you guys might have for, um, for someone with a new career. Anyways, um, just thought I might drop in and ask some questions that something that might come up. You guys might want to. Okay. I read the transcript of this. I didn't know it got so patchy. (laughs) Oh, okay. But basically she's saying that she's getting some negativity. She's starting a new business. Do we have some advice for her on this? Yes. That should have been another tip. Expect negativity. I think you got to expect it. And it sucks. But a lot of times, the people that are the most negative are the ones closest to you. Mm. Now, even my... That's not always the case. But even my dad was not... I can list one of my best friends, my dad, and my grandparents. When I started my side business, were not that supportive of it. And they thought I was insane when I quit my cushy corporate job. It wasn't really like a cushy job. It was just like a secure job. You know, and I quit that and started doing this thing full time and thought I was insane. And, you know, really like, and they were coming from a place of love, but I didn't receive it as love. I received it as 
shut the F up. Like, this is what I'm doing. Be supportive of my life. So I think you have to expect negativity. That's going to come because here's what the normal is. The normal is people, and this isn't for everyone, but right, you go to high school, you go to college, you graduate, you climb the corporate ladder, you complain about work Monday through Friday, you work for the weekends, then you go commiserate with everybody. Everyone talks about how much work sucks and their boss sucks and you watch the news and you complain and you talk about how fat you are and you talk about all these negative things. That's what's normal. Okay. What's not normal is really being an entrepreneurship and bucking the system, Mm -hmm. like deciding to do your own thing. And to do that, you've got to be brave. You're doing something that makes people uncomfortable because you're doing something that's different than what they do. You also, there's a lot of people who wishes, like all these people are complaining about things and that, that means they're wishing their life was different, but they're not willing to do anything about it. What they're going to do is just continue to work for the weekends and complain and bitch and all these things. And you're doing something about it. So I think about it as like, I remember when, you know, when I was really unhappy in my body and someone around me would resist the cake, I would, I would like make a comment like, oh, come on. It's just, you can't have a little cake. And inside what was going on was like, man, I feel fat and gross. And I wish I had that Mm -hmm. like willpower or resilience to like stick to this or whatever. Right. Or if it was like a catered lunch and this girl would bring in a salad and she would eat that and then she seemed happy and fine. I thought, you know, and I wanted something to change with me. So it really had nothing to do with her decision. I didn't care if she ate cake or not. All her eating cake would have done was made me feel better about me eating cake. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what's going on when you have people that are judging you. um, And if they're strangers or not, you're going to have people that are judging you. But I always have thought like, okay, I'm playing the long-term, like I said, back when I made no money, when I was a nobody in this business, I used to say I was a CEO of of a million dollar business because other people around me were saying the same thing. And I knew it was possible. So I would say, I'm the CEO of a million dollar business. I got to act like that. And I might might not be that today. I'm the CEO today, right? But it's not a million dollar business today, but it will be one day. And now I can look back and it doesn't matter about any of the people that didn't support me. It doesn't matter about the haters. It doesn't matter how close that like all the family is on board now, you know, because success shuts people up really quick and they might still have an issue and talk behind your back. Again, that's jealousy. If you think about any time you've been mean in your life, it's mostly a reflection of the way you're feeling about yourself. It's not really about the other person. So I would just say, if you're into this, expect it, expect the negativity and keep pressing forward and borrow the confidence or borrow the success from your future self. Because if you don't give up that future self, you know, all these people that are doubting you now, they won't matter. Opinions don't pay your bills. So you keep doing this thing that you're doing. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think back even to, and it's not the same, but I think back to how I started my career, which was paying for school and college, knocking door to door. A lot of rejection, Mm -hmm. a lot of people who thought I was filthy, you know, being a solicitor, going Mm -hmm. door to door. And I cried every day for a summer because of what people thought about me and other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, is if you keep going and you keep putting one foot in front of the other and you stay focused on your goals and the point of why you're doing this, if that is a big enough passion for you, it sounds like it is, those things will fortify you. And you can give gratitude to the people who questioned you or gave you a hard time because you're going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. You will become tougher. Mm-hmm. But you just, even when it's hard, you just have to put one foot in front of the other. Just keep moving forward. You will do fine. You will yes. do fine. You will make it. 
I believe in you. I think that's a good way to end this segment. Hold on. What? The only other thing I want to add on that really quick. I have, Hold on. speaking of that, <laughs> that selling on. books door to door, this has been a consistent message. I learned it with Southwestern because I sold books one summer and I wasn't tough enough, tough enough to do it any other summers. Called it at four, four or five. And I mean, it's brutal. But the theme that they teach you is the answer lies behind the next door. Yeah. And what that means is there were so many times, just like Colleen said, I cried every day. The one summer I did it, I would sit in my car and I would like not want to do it. I didn't want to knock on a door and get another rejection or get another ghost where no one answered or, you know, people being mean. But you would sit there and I would think, well, the answer lies behind the next door. Like the only the the only way this is going to get better is if I keep knocking. And that has applied to me still today where I think now the answer lies behind the next message. When I'm afraid of rejection, when I'm afraid that I'm not going to get any yeses or I'm not helping anybody or this or that or the other, the answer lies behind that next message. For you and your business, the answer lies behind that next you know, call or whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. making. But that's where the answer lies. The answer does not lie in you wallowing in anything. Exactly. And I feel like that's a great, like you said, you know, yeah. one foot in front of the other. But like, it's a number of games. You just got to keep putting so yourself out there because that's where the answer is. Yep. You just got to keep so working much. it over and like the math will work out in your favor, but you just have to keep plugging away. And you kind of almost have to just take your ego out of it and just realize, like, yeah, you know, you got to surrender to it a little bit and just take the beatings and make let it make you stronger and stay optimistic as best as you can but this is part of growth you're yep. growing you're in yep. it be thankful you know yeah it's good all right you know another time i took a lot of beatings here we go here we go i've been waiting for you got your transition <laughs> what's that ash when did you take a beating Okay, so a couple years ago, after I had Rev, I started having all these inflammations, mm. leg, you know, my, my I had restless leg syndrome, my face would break down and around, all these things. And I thought, what the heck is going on with me? And I found this company called Everly Well. And they have a they have a whole bunch of tests, but I ordered their food sensitivity tests. Mm. They have 35 actually at home lab tests from food sensitivity to thyroid to STD and heart health tests. I ordered their food sensitivity tests. It's they send you a kit in the mail. You prick your little finger and send back some blood. And then they send you back a whole panel full of, they was this one tests against 96 foods. And I so found cool. out I was gluten intolerant. Yes. And it was at home. Didn't leave, have to leave my house. It was the most convenient. And it was actually pretty darn affordable for what that is, mm-hmm. you know? Big time. I mean, I, I think it's so cool they do a thyroid test. That can impact a lot of things. My thyroid was mm-hmm. off and I didn't know it. It can impact fertility and a number of things. You guys, it's so cool you can do this right at home. Super easy to follow instructions. Send your little sample in. Your results are reviewed by a board-certified physician. Then they are sent directly to you digitally within just days. Days. It was so fast. Yeah. You can do this too. For 15% off an Everly Well at-home lab test, visit Everly well.com slash sip and enter code sip that's everlywell.com slash sip code sip for 15 percent off of your test everlywell at home lab results your answers your way your way great all right you start with your rant i got a rant and rave combo 
and then we'll end. I think, yeah, but I think we should end on yours. So I think I'm going to do rant and rave and then end on yours because my rave won't have hold the candle to your situation. So I think I'll do that. Okay. Yep. Okay. So my rant, I, one of the things that we've talked about personal development, um, one of the things that you will hear come up over and over again is eliminate the news Mm. because there's really nothing you need to know on there. Like, especially the like six o'clock, 11 o'clock news. Like if you want to know the weather, you just click on your weather app on your phone. But we're staying with my in-laws right now and they really like the news. I've, I've worked really hard on breaking John of this habit because John used to like the news too. So every day I hear the news and my rant is Mm. the news. What it is a waste of your headspace. It's a waste of time. All it is, is people complaining. Like there's really hardly for like every 10 negative stories, there's one positive, but it's like, you know, this cancer patient got kicked out of her home. This guy got stabbed at a convenience store. This dog attacked a kid and the kid doesn't have an eye anymore. This apartment complex burned down. This teacher was molesting a kid at school. Like it's like all negative, horrible things. You don't need to know about any of it. If you want the world news, inform yourself responsibly. Yeah. Yes. And I actually think a great place, I don't read this anymore, but a great place is the skim. Do you still get the skim? Yeah. Do you still read it like every day? I love it. So the skim gives you the high level pretty, like they make it pretty lighthearted, but they give you the high level, what you need to know about what happened the day before. So you're educated, you're in the know, you know what's going on, but it's not all the bullshit and riffraff. If you feel like you're struggling in your life, the first thing I would do is Mm. cut the news out. And you're listening to that because it's already we've got so much to complain about. You know, everybody's all bitching and whining and moaning. And then you watch the news and you're like, oh, you know, this world is terrible. Oh, gosh, what's this world coming to? Oh, gosh, did you see that? This It's like, OK, but there's also so much good and that's not getting enough airtime. So eliminate the news. I do not miss it. It's made a world of difference, but these last two weeks I've been exposed to it every day and it reminded me of like, gosh, I just don't need this. This is terrible. Well, it's it's not even like – it's like to your point, Fluff, so many opinions. It's like just people's opinion news is not news. It is such a drain. And there's a big difference between well, and also being why do we need to know of real half stuff of it. and then getting yes. just your mind world things blasted by crap stuff. Like it's just yeah. like your local news. You don't need to know about the one cancer patient who got evicted from her home. You don't need to know about that. There's sad stories everywhere. That's devastating for that person. But if you are consumed, like we don't need to know that. You need to know about world events and things that are really, you know, that are happening that matter things that are important, but like the, the news, the six o'clock, five o'clock, eight o'clock, 11 o'clock news is not important. It's just, there's really nothing on there that you need. Again, if you need the weather, open an app. Yeah. That's what I would say. Cause yeah, I hate the news. I hate it too. Yeah. It's good. That's my rant. Okay. My rave. This is why I needed to go before you because my rave is sound machines. I don't know how anyone <laughs> sleeps like, without I a sound machine. My okay, sound well, I love machine so much. Uh, like they, I guess Chris could probably yeah. sleep without a sound machine because he's he a, a he's a deep machine. sleeper, right? Yeah. I <laughs> what he he is a sound machine in in and of himself. Okay, I feel like it is insane to me that people can like sleep in a silent room, and then you hear every little nook and cranny. It seems like it would wake you up. 
I don't hear anything. I have, I travel with a sound machine. Rev sleeps with a sound machine. I have a sound machine app on my phone in case I need a sound machine on top of my sound machine. Colleen, I think the first time what was it? It was at Jesus. Casey's bachelorette party and we were sharing but that a bed. Was not like a call. Like I've listened <laughs> to sound machines. No, no, that's, no. you no. turned on yeah. a no, no, airplane. But that's what I listened to. It's air conditioning, Colleen. Oh my God. Airplanes are not here. I don't know. <laughs> right by my ear. I can't hear anything. And I can't. You should put yourself in a dryer yeah. and sleep. Okay, well, like, no, you're just because that would be uncomfortable. Around. It's like a sense of anxiety. No. It's like that oh is. Oh, my God. The, it's so. Well, this is. Okay, oh my, my rave is not your rant. So piss off with that. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's, so that's anyway, fair. Good I point. I am grateful for sound machines. Uh, I'm grateful that Rev has one because if you aren't using one for your kids, you totally should. It means that they can sleep through so much more. Uh, sound machines are a great invention. I don't know. I honestly don't know what I would do with my calming sound machine. With my very nice soothing one, yes. <laughs> without it, you I mean would do. what you would do without it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I would do without it. Okay, I've got a rant rave combo, you guys. This is a serious one. We're gonna, but I'm gonna hold it together because I already cried over on Patreon. I've had a tough week. I am gonna hold it together because it's. I want to. Maybe I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. So okay, it's been a little tough. I said goodbye to a very special person this week, my grandma, who I. I've idolized since I was a little girl and I just want to rave about her. That's the rant in and of itself that I had to say goodbye. But really, this is about a rave because I just want to give her a couple minutes on this because I think she would think that that was really cool. She was the absolute best person on the planet. She was so freaking funny. She loved little things in life. Like she'd take so much joy in the patterns on a teacup. And I think specifically of that because I, she would pick me up every birthday growing up. I remember getting in the backseat of her car. She'd have a little present there for me and we'd go get high tea. And I remember just watching her and she would point to things. She'd be like, do you see this little perfect pink rose on this teacup, Colleen? And I would look at it with her and I would always get raspberry tea and little egg sandwiches. And she thought it just was so wonderful that I ordered raspberry. And even when my preferences changed when I got older. I still would order raspberry tea when I was with her so that she would think that that was cool. Her and I talked a lot about Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. And yeah. And I remember telling her, I was like, what in the last season when I thought Peter would win, I was like, the branding's too good. Peter, the pilot. And she was so funny. She'd be like, I'll keep an eye on PP. Oh, PP. I'll keep an eye on him. You know, and um, she really loved her kids. So my dad, she really loved my dad. She really loved her grandkids and she really loved babies. And I didn't know how much she loved babies until I became a mom. And I'm really grateful for the last couple of months because she'd call me and she would take such an interest. And I remember some advice that she gave my aunt that I thought was really good advice for all new moms. But my aunt had her helping out a lot when she was a new mom and her babies would do something. And she'd call my grandma and say, you missed it. You missed what my new baby just did. And she would say, I had my time. This is about you. This is your opportunity to be a mom. And I just thought that that was really special, that she was just 
so balanced with that, that she had that moment in her life and she was grateful for it, but it wasn't about, she knew it wasn't about her. It was about really helping her daughter become a mom. And then she really helped me too. You know, I would call her during some of the harder times and she would lift me up. Anyways, it was, I'm going to wrap this up here, but I, I think, you know, even in the end, one of the touching stories about her. So I was telling, I was talking all about this over on Patreon, but she got sick really quickly and she ha- she was faced with a very difficult decision whether she was going to have a surgery that would save her life potentially or not. And in that surgery, before going into surgery, the surgeon, it, it's terrible. The things that they have to walk you through, it's very morbid. Like if your heart stops, do you want us to break your chest? If this happens, you know, and she was really with my aunt that time scared. And she's like, what do I do? I I love life. I want you to do everything you can to save me. And it was terrifying for her, but she handled it so bravely. And anyway, she pulled out of that surgery, but then, and I said this over on Patreon, but I just think it's too funny not to say it here. When she pulled out of surgery, she looked at all of us and she said, are you happy or are you disappointed? (laughs) I mean, she just, her, her humor was like so sarcastic and so funny, but took a turn. Her kidneys weren't responding. I was able to say goodbye. And when I went to go say goodbye, she was unconscious, but I could tell that her worst fear in life was um, dying and she was handling it with such bravery. The surgeon came in, the surgeon who had what we thought, you know, had saved her life the night before. And I thought, you know, this would have been a really easy door just to walk past, you know, for him. And he still came in and offered his condolences. And he was, the night before was like very just straightforward guy. His bedside manner was like pretty blunt, you know, and you kind of have to be, I would think in that profession. And he started crying and he said, I'm so sorry. I haven't done this in probably a decade. He's like, I never cry. And he looked at my aunt who was sitting next to my grandmother who had passed. And he said, but seeing you two last night and the love that you have for each other and this love in this family, he said, it really touched me very deeply. And um, he said, I'll never forget it. And he took my uncle outside and he said, there's going to be a bill that comes and I don't want you to pay it. He said, just don't pay it. It's going to come and just don't pay it. And I just want to rave about him and all the people at the hospital. Um, But most importantly, my grandma, who was just an amazing woman. And I'm very lucky to have gotten so many great years with her and that she spread her love to this family. And I just want to spread it to all of you on the listening to this who are still with us that if you have a loved one in your life, especially a grandparent, give them a call today. Just give them a call today. You know, just do that. Honor her that way. Just call your grandmas, call your grandpas, call your parents, whatever. Just call someone you love today and uh, tell them that you love them. So, all right, you guys, and we love you. You can sip with us. Always. Always. We will, we will see, you see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Want more? You can sit with us. How about another round of your favorite podcast? We same, Sign me up. same, same, same. Join us for another round over on Patreon. That's where we give you the down and dirty. We get yeah. raw and real.
We raw dog it over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every Friday, at least, we drop Friday episodes over on Patreon and additional content. It's all ad free. You can sign up. Go to Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash you can sip with us or download the Patreon app and search. You can sip with us. Become a patron. Five bucks, guys. It's five bucks a month. I mean, just give up your latte one day. One day mm-hmm. out of 30 days, boom, paid for. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Totes, kibbutz. Do it. We'll see you over there. KCO. Every Friday, Love guys. Love you. Bye. You're our crew. Bye.